0: Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. I hope that you are doing well. We are coming to you fresh off the weekend at PCA Scotland, which was very, very successful. We had two athletes. um, I had two athletes and Ali had one. And then we also had uh, an athlete down south competing at FitX Manchester. And I think if you were to look at the the weekend itself, we we got a couple of seconds um, and, and one third um, which which really was fantastic. Um, I said it before, you know. Kate competed down south. I said to her, in um, her first show, after she took place, I went, "Look, this this look will be rewarded at some point." It then wasn't in our second show, um, and then uh, it was. It was this past weekend, second place, and you know she was she was actually she actually nipped some competitors that she had that, had, that had beat her before. So I think it was. You know, that was a really good moment for her, um, well for, for both of us really, because um, she, she dug her heels in, she got a bit tighter, uh, and then you had Ross Ross and Liam going men's physique, um, Ross had competed the week before, and Granite had placed third, and then he got second at the weekend, and then Liam, you know, I take my hat off to Liam, he, he jumped in a show four weeks out from his main one, um, he wanted to do it to support his client who was also competing on the day, and um, you know, he didn't place, but uh, he just got to be on conditioning, but you know, give him... Give him another sort of three weeks to his main show and uh, it'll be a very different story. And then Ali had a client, um Lisa competing, who came third and who presented a, a better package than the week before. She was more confident, her posing flowed more. And you know, just just really great to see because I was at I was at both shows. Um so to see the improvements of the athletes um, was was awesome. But just the general buzz uh of, of the past two weeks of, of Scottish bodybuilding, you could see that it's it's definitely back. I mean, I don't think it, I not think it went anywhere. It only went went away because of uh, of lockdowns and COVID and all that. But it's certainly back. But the atmosphere, uh, the crowd, and both of them was was just epic. And I think that it's probably encouraged some people to to compete compete next year. I'd be lying if I didn't say that I was I was thinking about it as well. Although I said I would take a bit more time off. Um, there, there seems to be a lot a lot of people doing it next year that I know. But I'm still on the fence. I've, I haven't got that that itch and um, if you are a competitor you'll know exactly what I mean when I say that is that when you sometimes go to a show and you're in the you're in the crowd you get that itch to to kind of get back into it to get back on stage and whatnot. and I'll hold my hands up and just say I've I've not got that yet now there's a lot a lot of time for that to change but you know I've been to three shows this season and I would say that I've kind of got more of an itch to uh to work with more athletes and um, to kind of help them step on stage and uh, I get a, a proper buzz off of watching them do well um, and helping them sort of, you know, for example, I work with a lot of first timers, just to then get you on stage is a huge achievement. So to see them not only do that, but then have success over the season um, is, is great. And that I feel that if you're a first timer listening to this, I feel that you should definitely be doing at least three shows um, and i think that they should be different federations as well to give you a different um, experience there's a different set of judges a different look um, as i said I had a, a bikini girl down south who in in the previous two shows hadn't placed and then in this one placed higher than girls that had played that beaten in previous shows you know different judges different look what they want it helped that we obviously kind of got tighter and went off some feedback that we'd received as well. But uh, I just think that if you put all your eggs in one basket, you can be severely left disappointed. When, if you approach it, and you've heard me say this before, um, if you approach it like, everybody in, in the UK knows what football is, and they know what like uh football cups are, like the FA Cup or whatever it's called. I don't actually watch football. But they have like a, a first round, a second round, quarter-final semis in the final. And that's why I say you approach your season. You have your first round your quarterfinal, your semi-final, and the final, your main show and just get better with each one. And the thing is, if you might get to that last one and you might just not be done yet, you might just like, you, you'll, I'll say everyone, you'll know when you're done. Like you'll have, like when you, you'll do one, say you've done three shows and you do one and you're just, you're just everything in you is just like, that get me out of prep. Like I'm done here. This is this is it. This is over. But there might be some you out there and I have some athletes who, you know, um, are continuing um to do other shows that they've just went, yeah, I'm not done yet Vaughan and um, I can relate to that. I can relate to both. You know, last year by the end of the, the four shows and uh you know twenty one days I was I was done. You know, I was I was like, nah this is this is me. Um but yeah you'll you'll know and you have to then decide like how do you weigh up so, for a lot of my athletes, they will not compete in back-to-back years because, we, you know, as I said, there's a fair bit of first-timers. I'll be at this, you know, there's some people, like, for example, Liam, this is third season. Molly will be our second season. it was our third season last year. Um, but we always have some strategic time away. So, you could say, right, well, if if your personal life's okay and you've not got like holidays and, or a new job or things on or whatever it is, um, and you feel like you can keep going for another couple of weeks, then, then fuck it, man, keep going. Because the next time you step on stage you might be 18 months away, 20 months away. Um, so you might as well just take advantage of it whilst you can, because you're lean. It might just take you a couple of days to, to pull down, you know, cause naturally maybe you've had a little bit of food, um, post show with your family or just a couple of days, maybe off plan. Um, and then you're like, right, cool. Let's let's dial it back in. But there, you know, the one of the main things about this podcast I wanted to to try and discuss was that I know there'll be many of you that are competing this year or that are doing sort of um, photo shoots to you know dieting to extremes. That you will be done, or you you know you're coming up for your last show or your shoots really soon, and then thereafter um, you're maybe having a little bit of worry or panic about the elusive post show period. Um, which people will fill your head with loads of nonsense about what you could or couldn't do, particularly if you are um, an assisted individual but uh, you might be a female, you might have heard of some horror stories um, out there, but what I'll say is that if this is your first time, you will find it incredibly hard post-show and I'm going to go into reasons why and then discuss why it gets easier over time So if it's your first ever time doing this, it's the first time you have kind of controlled, starved your body down to these extremes. The first time you have ignored hunger in your life, the first time you've not given in to cravings, and you've just maintained this very aggressive calorie deficit and this lean physique. So you've ignored all these bodily signals, right? That, that's kind of quite natural. And then all of a sudden, this sort of show, this event, shoot or whatever it is, You have in front of you is done, and it's something that you've been working towards not just for like 18 weeks, 20 weeks, how long your prep is. If you're working with a good coach, you've probably been working towards it for a good year and a half, two year period, maybe 18, 24 months. It's maybe all that you've thought about. If you're someone that works nine to five and you're not um, like myself, who's an online coach, or a PT, um, you, you know, you've probably made a, a fair bit of sacrifices in your, your, your kind of quote-unquote normal life to, to do this show. That might be the hours of cardio prior to your job or the training, the sort of trying to get through a normal working day on, on such localities can be really hard, especially if you've got a, a very sort of manual labour job. So you've maybe made a fair bit of sacrifice and then, you know, you've been very on it, and then all of a sudden that uh that goal you had is now gone is done it is over that months of strictness and whatnot you you now then ha- don't have that reason to then not give in to these cravings to these uh you know urges to to go over eat and and to binge and whatnot but often what i feel this stems from and i think this was kind of what what, what was my issue all those years ago in 2017 is that I felt incredibly lost post-show and I think this is really, really common, particularly in first-timers. I think the more you do this, the more you've kind of experienced it and you kind of know what what it's all about. Um, but your first time, you could feel incredibly lost because you may have said, like, right, I'm probably just going to see what this is like. I'm maybe going to do one season and then, you know, thereafter, I'm not really sure. Um, maybe you've not got the most supportive um, network around you, and you kind of then think you feel a pressure to kind of get back to quote unquote normal. So that feeling of of being lost can then lead you to to be emotional. Uh, like people talk about post show blues, and it's right because you you know this the hype for this show has been built up, built up, built up, built up, um, massive sort of endorphin release on the day and lead up to that. You know it's it's such a high, and then the next day kicks in and you realize like okay it's back to real life you know that that what seemed like a an unachievable target is now completely done and you're in your back you're back just in the in the run of the mill and you know you, you start to understand that you know well it, it was just a bodybuilding show and your life really hasn't changed So some people think that they'll do one bodybuilding show and it'll change their life forever and i say well no nah, it won't really it's just it's just a show, but so, so you have this feeling of being lost. Now, <clears throat> this is where if, if I was to give you my, my advice, it would be to like map out a target and start working towards the next goal as soon as you possibly can. And if you have a coach, it would be after maybe a couple of days of downtime, jumping on a call with them um and discussing like right well. This is how the season went. This is the things that we perhaps um, did well. This is what we didn't do well. This is what, as a coach, I should have done. Um, like, for example, my athlete came off stage on a Tuesday. Tuesday? <laughs> on uh, on Sunday. And I was like, mate, you came out and you couldn't get a pump on. I went, you're flat. And I said, that was my fault. You know, so that's something that I'm holding my hands up and admitting. But you, you, got, you managed to get a pump on by the end, the more he posed. But as a coach, you always got to say, you know, was there something that, as a coach, we could have done better? But as I was saying map out the next target. So it might be that you think, right, I've done it once before, but um, you know I wanna come back again, I wanna improve. So if let's say it's your first season, and you've maybe placed in one show, you've maybe got a second or a third, and or maybe in a couple of shows, and you, your then next target is like, right, well, I wanna come back and I wanna win, and I wanna be undeniable, and I wanna be, wanna be better than I was before. So then you say like, right, okay, well, this is what we're gonna do, over the course of the next six months. This is where we're going to push your body weight up to. This is where we're going to start with our calories. This is where we're going to start with our training because maybe training has to change. I know for damn sure I've got one girl who the minute she's wrapped her season up, I'm dropping, dropping volume in a specific body part, dropping her training days down and up, ramping it up um, in another body part, which is which is her glutes, um, but making these changes and, and making someone sort of well as a coach well aware of right well this is what we this is what we would expect to see you know like the, your, your cravings are going to be this high you know we're going to put in these sort of foods and um, to try and give you that little bit of you know respite to to satisfy these urges um, and give you you know an off-plan meal a free meal um, but I'll always say to clients look for two At least two days post show, like if if your season's done, like just chill out on food, man. Don't track, don't think about it. Just spend some time being away from bodybuilding. But then, very very quickly thereafter, so maybe three days after, like get on a plan. And the reason I say that is because you know back in the early days, I I, I saw some I was experienced um, with some clients, some really bad rebounds, some really, really bad ones. And what what those you know if you, if it's bad, and you accumulate a lot of body weight in a short period of time, you almost like ruin an off season. So you might here's a scenario to think: Is that imagine if you didn't get plans in place quick, and you fucked about for two weeks after training, and you binged every day, um, you know you could easily be ten twelve kilos up. Now, in an assisted male that's very heavily muscled, that is. Isn't necessarily a bad thing, in a small, short bikini girl that is season end. That's off season ending. You know what I mean. Your body's in such a sensitive state to absorbing body fat uh, very quickly that um, you've got to be controlled. Now I think that personally, if you're one of my clients, listen to this. You'll know that like the increments I put up post sure are very big, versus maybe other coaches. So I'm um, giving you an example of what one athlete going into an off season. And his calories are a thousand more per day than they were. And here's here's why I look at that. Now I'm not saying that's the same if you're a female. I'm not saying that at all because how I coach bikini girls is a bit different in reversing them out of a of a deficit. Um, Their food's actually reasonably high. Well, it's not low, but it's more moderate going into a show. But um, the way I like why I give a bigger increase is that imagine if you were, t- you know, some some, uh, some coach might say, all oh, right, yeah, put your, put your calories up by three or 400 max. And I will say, right, well, if you give that to someone and then they can't stick to it and then they binge and they overeat that by, you know, 1,200 calories, that's now a lot more than you'd programmed in. But let's say you've given someone, you know, a male, an extra 1,000 calories, or maybe it's a female, you give them an extra, maybe you do give them an extra 400 because, like, I've got some females going on to shows on fourteen you know, the day before the show they're between maybe fourteen fifty or sixteen hundred calories the day before the show. So then when we go in off season they you know, they're not that hungry. You know, they they, they get bumped up to, to maybe one nine, um or say whatever it is and then hold their everyone's different, but that's just an example. But what if you, you bump up more, like I said, with the guys, and they stick to it and they don't overeat, and they don't reach for the chocolate, the crisps you know, the fucking kebabs the dominoes the takeaways, whatever it is maybe they don't overreach for that so then, you know, your energy balance is actually less because you're putting a bit more rather than try and be more on the conservative side. Now with uh, assisted meals there's always going to be an incredible amount more weight gain because of fullness and if you're playing about with insulin and growth hormone and things like that, then you'd expect to see you know a, a fair big increase in, in body weight. But females is maybe, maybe a bit different. But back to what I was saying. How to get rid of this feeling of being lost. Mapping out the target. Get plans in place. But what I would really encourage you to do is to try and continue keeping your routine. Because you might right, now if you're at the point where you've just like you're so done with prep, you're like I fucking hate cardio. I hate doing it that time in the morning. I hate doing it blah blah. I get why you've completely stopped it, but if you completely stop it, that's really really bad idea. So what I would say is, of course, post show, take a few days off. I think you're more than likely going to probably need to have three four days off minimum. Personally, I didn't. Uh, but that's because I deloaded a couple of weeks after that because um, we had a trip away but um, I think that getting like I would rather personally me go right back into training because then I continue my routine and mentally it makes me feel a little bit better knowing that I'm putting more food in but I'm still training I'm getting a bit of muscle growth from it blah 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 but remember the end of prep your body's really beat up so at some point very quickly after prep you're going to need to have a deload but this is where I would continue your usual routine so if you're like an online coach or a pt it's fine because you're like right well i'm going to train at the same time anyway but what i'd suggest you do eat your meals at the same time as you were just a bit more go for steps at the same time just a bit less do cardio at the same time just a bit less like if you were doing say between four or five minutes an hour of cardio um in the lead up to that peak week and then you go to nothing that's a, that's a huge change to energy balance That you've pulled down output And you've ramped up input um, So again, it's something to consider Just pulling it down But then again, if you've reversed well If you've got to a point where in, Going into peak week you've, You're you on fuck all cardio um, like I'll have a guy Going to peak week uh, As of next week And I'm pretty damn sure We won't be doing any cardio bar steps Um, Like if you're at that point That's absolutely fine to, to be on minimal But I definitely think That you still need to be having This like It's going to help the recovery phase because it's going to help get some nutrients around the body for sure but just in general it's it's that sense of routine that sense of normality because if you go from being so structured to then so unstructured honestly it will like ruin the next six months of progress I've seen it before where people will they'll finish a, a show or a, a shoot or whatever they get really out of sync and whack with training they stop training or they maybe train like two or three times a week whenever they feel like it um, and it takes them sort of four months to get into, to get into it and into like, right, I'm back on the wagon, I'm back training five days a week and I'm back on a meal plan, blah, blah, blah. But then two months later, they're like, oh, cool, I'm going to do this show next year. And I'm like, you've not made any progress. But the way you need to approach your off-season is very similar to how you approach a prep. I think if you look at the best athletes in the country, amateur and pros, what they do between an off-season and a prep is very, very similar but the difference is they eat less and they move more why because they know that if they continue to do that same process whatever the goal is will happen whether that be to increment on more tissue or to diet down to extremes peel body fat off it's that routine it's that structure it's that i go to bed at the same time i get this much sleep so that my recovery is on point I, I eat at this time so that when i train i'm nice and fueled i eat this much fuel I'm putting X amount more weight on the bar, I'm getting my steps, and I'm doing this, blah, 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 blah. And that, if you maintain that routine, I honestly feel it will like, not get rid of this feeling of being lost, but I think it'll help. I would also encourage you to chat about this. I think this is definitely not spoken about near as much in the, the male, male side of things as it is the female side of things, I think females are very open and honest about how they feel. Had an athlete last year who did incredibly well, a bikini girl, and uh, she was very open and honest on social media about how low she felt post-show and how it affected her. um, And, you know, I think putting herself out there, showing vulnerability, people resonate with that because people go, all right, well, I'm normal and you know right, they're you know, that culture, that that competitor is not this robot, and they have feelings and wow, they feel like this, so it's okay for me to feel like this. And before you know it, you've maybe started communicating with a like-minded individual. Maybe maybe they're a fellow competitor, maybe they're in your class or whatever it is, but that you then start forming some sort of you know friendships or relationships and um, that are people that get it because if you're out there listening to this you're probably, there's not many people in your life that get it you know, the one person that gets it is on the other end of a podcast telling you that there's, <laughs> there's very few people out there that get it but I understand right, how alone you could feel at times but you'd be amazed at how many other how other people out there feel alone or that would just love to just chat shit back and forth and it might be something as simple as like an encouraging message, for, to of reply to an Instagram story. It might be like, "Hey, looking sick, bro," or "Holy shit, fucking hell, your glutes are coming in," or whatever it is. Sometimes the pick me ups from other individuals um, are are huge in what they can do for your mental health. I think, like, I'm a huge, I'm a huge believer and advocate of. Like, I love seeing people be successful. It gets me pumped up and fired up to be successful myself. Some people in this world have a lot of envy. And a lot of hate when they see others do well. But I, I just feel that when I see people that are close to me that do well, I think that that energy is infectious and it makes me want to do well. It makes me want to be better. So when I have like, uh, you know, maybe previous clients that I've worked with and I see them killing it with a different coach, I'm like, fucking brilliant. Good on you. Because I was just grateful to be part of their journey all that, all that time ago. So back to my point is, reach out, speak to others that get it. Speak to other people that they finished their show, how they're feeling. You know what I mean? Even sometimes just reaching out, you might feel fine. Reaching out to someone like that was a fellow competitor on stage, just ask how they're doing. Like no one like no one's maybe if you if you don't have many people around you, how many people just ask you how you're doing? Like that like a normal person will say, Oh, it must be great, because you can eat whatever the fuck you want now, and you go, fuck off. <laughs> no it's not that's not what it's about the, the, the normal person thinks you do this once and that's it and you go back to quote unquote being normal but as bodybuilders you know we're not normal fuck being normal like to me the normal world is is a very alien place like I couldn't go out every Friday Saturday night and fucking smash booze and you know lines and whatever that's just that sounds like a really fucking shite idea right but I, you know I see a lot of value in bodybuilding and maybe, you know, maybe using a little bit of performance enhancing drugs um, but yeah, listen, I'm going massively off-tangent here, aren't I? Back to, to to what I was saying. Another thing I sh- should have said this a bit earlier on the podcast is to, to come away from the the binging, uh, the uncontrollable orders to eat and whatnot is, and I've said this multiple times before, just like don't be one of those people that like has a horde of chocolate and snacks and, and you're waiting to have this. Post show or post shoot, because you'll say to yourself, like, you'll convince yourself, oh, I won't eat all of that. You will. And you'll eat it in like two fucking days. You won't, or oh, I'll eat over that. And I'll eat that over like six weeks or two months with, you know, bollocks. It's all gone within a couple of days, right? So, I mean, I take you back to 2017. I, like, literally the morning of the show, I went into Asda and I was like, right, here we fucking go. And I spent 60 quid on shit that I would never, ever eat in my fucking life. Post-show, obviously I couldn't have fucking even a quarter of it. So what did I do? I put it all in my fucking cupboards, didn't I? Now that just meant that at this point I lived on my own. I think at the time it was a previous I was in a previous relationship and I'd split up with that person maybe like two or three weeks before. So I was on my own in the flat, feeling very alone. And uh, when i had to get these urges sitting watching the TV or you know lying in bed at night like it was so hard to stop myself going through to the the kitchen and just fucking grabbing it and I remember at the time my coach was James Sutton brilliant fucking guy couldn't recommend him enough um used to be James the Muscle Mentors I think they've just they've just split um brilliant guy I remember I remember being on on the phone to him on a check-in day and I was like I'm really embarrassed I can't stick to what you're giving me um, so we chatted and honestly, after that chat, I went in and whatever was left of that shite that I put in the cupboard, I just grabbed it all and I just chucked it in the bin. Now, I then took the bin and put it outside <laughs> and that is something you need to do. Like, so put it in like the grey bin outside because if you don't, and I swear, right, see if you're like listen to this and your mind's nor- like kind of normal and you're not in this sort of prep mode and this, this like post-show phase... This is going to sound really bad but if you don't do that you'll know it's in the bin and you'll be like oh well I've I've put those cookies in the bin but I haven't actually opened them so if I was if I wanted them I could actually have them and and I know that sounds ridiculous and sounds crazy but you will be amazed at what your mind will try and play tricks on you um, in this in this phase I, I've said it before in previous podcasts about managing prep brain I feel that there's definitely like a post-show prep brain and and it's always, it's just that first time you compete or your first season of competing. The second time you do it, your second season, your third time, that feeling will come but you kind of expect it and you don't give in because you kind of like, I think your attitude to food changes the more you do this, man. Like for me, I I wanted a there's a specific there's our we've got a favorite Chinese restaurant takeaway, I wanted, um and that was the only thing I wanted. I had it, and I literally remember saying to my wife, "I was like, that was fucking shit." <laughs> she was like, "What?" And I was like, "I didn't really enjoy it. I'd hyped, I'd hyped, hyped it up, and then uh, that to me was probably the last. Like, I mean, I think in future dieting phases, I I, I probably won't." Crave or want anything? It's, it's, it's the energy that I suppose I crave. Um, so I, I kind of get back on like the. For me, two two days after I was uh, on, uh, two days after my show, um, I was on plan, and it was vo- like just volumes of of really sort of food that I enjoyed, which might sound shit, but it was like loads of potatoes, loads of basmati rice, things that I just agreed with me, and I wanted to feel, like, I wanted to feel satiated again. I wanted to feel full. Um, but, you know, I, I think that I, I said, I'm always open and honest on this podcast, like, I still had that feeling of being a little bit lost last year, mainly because it was after the two bros finals, I achieved a five-year goal, you know, for five years, I'd had this goal in the forefront of my mind of what I want to achieve, um, and it's all, you know, I wouldn't say it was all I thought about, I think I would be a liar if I said that, but it was, it was at the forefront of my mind when it came to um, training, preps, decision making, about shows, um, a thought process about, you know, during a set and whatnot. So when I achieved it, I, there was honestly two days and you could, you could go and ask my wife, there was two days where I was just like, I don't fucking know what to do next. And it was giving me like, I don't know, it wasn't giving me anxiety, but it was giving me this like feeling of just being lost. Now, of course, I continued to train. Because I, I fucking love doing it. It's my thing. It's it's what keeps me going. It's like really like I find it very like, me, like mentally refreshing for me. Um, that's one of the times of the day my brain switches off. But there was a two day period where I was like, I, I need I need next, another goal. And at the time, uh, like when I actually decided what I wanted to do, which again is maybe a bit changed a bit now. But when I had that sort of decision clarity, it was just like boom, everything just settled. I went from feeling lost to being like, right, I know where I'm going. I think in life, I'm the type of person that always needs direction and focus, whether that be in bodybuilding or business or, you know, in family life or whatever it is, there needs to be like, okay, where are we going, what we're doing, what we're working towards, it's just the type of person I am. But yeah, I guess a lot of this podcast is just being me waffling, isn't it? But what I hope it's done is I hope that if you're listening to this and you're, you're going to be competing this year, or you're maybe, maybe you're in the midst of your season, it's your first one, maybe it's your second one, your first one you struggle to, I hope that it helps. Be, you know, I wish I, I listened to a podcast like this all those years ago, um, but you know, podcasts weren't a huge thing back then, were they, um, in 2017? They were coming through a little bit, but, but not really. But yeah, I think as a guy I was very much like, and I think that a lot of guys are, we we're like, we can fix it ourselves, we can sort it ourselves, because it's a very manly thing to do. And at times is with you know without the thought process, we can see it as a sign of weakness for reaching out for help when actually it's the complete opposite. So if you're out there whether you're a guy or a girl and you're struggling um uh, and you've listened to this and it helps you, I'd love to hear from you. Just drop me a DM on Instagram hey, have on. Listen to your podcast. Thought it was fucking shite. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, let let me know what you you think. If it's helped you, um, fantastic. I'm so glad I was able to give you a little bit of positivity. Um, if you feel like there's someone out there that you know that could really benefit from listening to this podcast, maybe either a friend, a fellow competitor that you feel you've seen signs that they are feeling a bit lost, or you can see that maybe they're handling things well. You know, just just send them this. Um, doesn't need to be put up on Instagram stories or anything like that um, and let me know how, how it's went how, you know if they got anything from it that'd be great but I think that's it from you guys for those of you that are listening um, the next show that I will be at will be uh, PCA Coventry I have, a, I have an athlete competing in that show I will more than likely probably just be there for, for the first section um, because it's a six hour drive from where I stay and uh, I'll be driving back on the same day. Um, so the last thing I want to do is be getting back really late on the Sunday. Um, I, I looked at trains and it's like f- almost like two or three hours more on the train. So I was like, well, fuck that. I'm going to drive. But um, yeah, so if you're there, um, you know, please come over and say hi. You know, I've had a couple of people come over and say that at PCA, PCA Scotland and whatnot. It's always great to, like, I always forget that I do this. Um, and then I'll, I'll chat to someone and say, oh yeah, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh yeah. Because I, like I I record this I do these and I post it, and I forget about it until the following week until like raw okay it's you know it's time to record a new episode so yeah it's always refreshing uh, when someone comes over and says they listen to it and they get some value from it so yeah come say hi guys um, if not wherever you are whatever you do give it the beans.